my weight it is what it is you could get hit by a bus tomorrow it's about being content and sometimes other priorities win says melissa mccarthy uh, emma stone once quoted that i can't think of any better representation of beauty than someone who is unafraid to be herself this holds so true for my today's guest in this episode we are going to talk about how fashion became a medium to a young woman who broke all the stereotypes her battle with her health body and mind is a true inspiration to one and all Hey beautiful souls today we have an incredible guest who is a fighter and a confidence queen she has battled through her life both physically and mentally her story is a inspiration and warms my heart her name is Shell Shohat she is a international stylist and coach she is a speaker style strategist number one best selling author in process of writing an other book shell provides individual tailored style strategy programs that empower women to translate the success personality and style into their wardrobe without the stress or anxiety shell's mission is to change the way women and girls view and treat themselves and their bodies inside and out she supports speakers and entrepreneurs who want to look and feel more stylish more confident and ultimately become more visible in life and business thank you so much shell for coming on to my show hearty welcome to you uh i am so happy to be here thank you for inviting me yeah i'm happy that you're here right now uh shell firstly uh, why choose your career as a stylist what inspired you what's your ideology to elect this as your career and uh, can you throw some light on your books as well the best selling books yeah course so um i'll start with quickly with the books the books came about because i work best when i'm working in collaboration with other women and so i thoroughly recommend and enjoy being part of masterminds so the two books that i co-authored have been co-authored with others that i've masterminded with and the stories within those books have been those stories of inspiration those stories of overcoming great you know challenges and um great blocks in the road towards um business success but also personal success getting out of our own way but also overcoming real personal um challenges and experiences um that I myself have also experienced wow um so the reason that I became a stylist well I have a background in fashion design and technology that's where I went to school that's something that I grew up with it was my sanctuary as I was growing up being able to draw beautiful clothes play around with fabrics um recreate things out of things that had gone too small or that uh, because I'm really petite didn't fit me so I had to recreate it and so on but then when I personally went through a major body change and literally my body changed overnight I really 
realized that how I viewed and how I treated myself and my body was really, really negative and really poor. And one of the tools that I ended up using for myself in my journey to come back into having confidence in my own self, having confidence in my body, being able to love myself more now than I ever did before was using my wardrobe and was actually using my style. And so though I was able to do that anyway, and I was quite, it was a natural skill that I had to be able to help friends and family and people that I worked with to, you know, edit their wardrobes out, get them looking and feeling amazing in the clothes that they had, make shopping really easy. That all came really naturally to me because I had the fashion designer eye and I knew how to utilize um, clothes. When I really started to utilize style and Mm -hmm. really started to work with the whole wardrobe and how it can help a woman really use it as a self-care tool. Mm. When I started doing that for myself, that really gave me a boost. It really helped me stay on track with getting better, getting healthier, both mind, body and soul. Um, And so my whole ethos is that, you know, your wardrobe, we have to wear clothes. There's no getting around it. We have to wear clothes. So if you have to wear clothes, why not utilize that as a tool? Why not use it as something to give you a boost every day? Why not use it as something to help you communicate your personality, to help you feel the strongest you can feel, to help you tune in to your grounding point or to help you to go from, right, okay, I'm really nervous to I'm here. I'm here to share a message. I'm here to share my story. Um, That is it on a bigger scale, but I used it, first of all, on myself. Awesome. And uh, like I know you said body changes and all of that. What's your journey of body transformation? I know we didn't talk about your surgery. Uh, Could you throw some light on this to our listeners and your challenges? And how did you have to go from UK size 6 to 12? So, yes. So, I I was um, just over 10 years ago now, uh, probably 11, 11 and a half years ago now. I was working in the corporate world, um, the luxury goods corporate world. I was traveling the world. I was often only in London a few days a week. And then I was traveling to places like Hong Kong and Singapore, America and the Middle East. So I was always living out of a suitcase. But I was also, I was partying hard, I was working hard. I didn't really think about my body. I was not in tune with my body. Um, I had aches and pains, but I ignored them. I, I, like I say, I just was not in tune with my body. I didn't know what was going on on the inside. Um, I treated anything that came up as a symptom, treated it, forgot about it. And then one day around the end of May um, in 2009, I was in Dubai and I was literally on the last day of a four day business trip. And I was due to get on the plane to come back to London on that following morning. And I ended up having a huge medical emergency and being rushed into theatre and having to have life saving uh, surgery. And when I woke up after that surgery in intensive care, my body had literally blown up. My body had literally swollen and my hormones were in absolute crisis. 
crisis. By the time I left the hospital, when I went in, I was literally a size six. Everything in my case for that business trip was a UK size four or six. I, you know, I didn't know, I didn't use, I didn't have anything in my wardrobe at home or in my travel case that was any bigger. Right, yeah. And when I came out of hospital, I literally had a pair of joggers and Mm -hmm. a pair of knickers and a vest top that my husband, my now husband, my then boyfriend had to literally go to the mall for me and go Mm -hmm. and buy for me because I could not get into anything that I had. And when it, when I realized how big I'd got over the course of a week Mm -hmm. and that this wasn't just fluid, this was my body was literally um, swelling, but also literally getting bigger. All of a sudden, I did not recognize my body. And over the following months, that didn't change. You know, um, I came back to the UK. I had a few further complications, but everything was that my body was not going back to its normal shape or size. I was not able um, to just lose the weight or lose the water. Um, This was my new normal. Um, And and how did this uh, impact your mentality uh, post-surgery, Michelle? Because, you know, there are a lot of body changes and the way you see yourself is totally different. And what's the aftermath? How did your behavior change? It changed dramatically and very, very quickly. So very quickly, I was very self-conscious. Where I would wear a bikini without thinking about it, where I would, um, you know, not worry about going from the pool to the sea or even walking through my own home or my own, um, my own, you know, bedroom to my bathroom and back. I became so self-conscious. I only wanted to cover up. I didn't want to wear anything that was tight or that showed any shape. I was really self-conscious about the scar that I now had. So I I ended up with a scar from hip to hip. Now I'd never had any scars apart from a tiny little um, appendicitis scar on my side. Everything else, this was a huge scar. It cut through my muscles. So I all of a sudden had this little pouch above my pubic bone, which meant that, you know, my whole body shape changed. So when I put on a pair of underwear, there wasn't this flatness that I was used to. When I looked in the mirror, the curves weren't where they they normally were. I didn't identify with the person looking back at me. When I looked in the mirror, I didn't actually recognize myself. And when I realized, that it was me looking back at me it caused me to break down I had times where I would cry I had times where I would hurt myself um there was times where I would hide away I couldn't get out of bed um it had a huge effect on my mood and my ability to deal with day-to-day activities um it had an effect on how I dressed so I became someone who went from wearing lots of bright colors and lots of pinks and purples and blues to wearing just black, black and grey. That's all that was in my wardrobe. Um, I literally, instead of embracing new clothes, I just basically kept my wardrobe full of the old clothes that used to fit me. And that became almost like a a shrine to who I used to be. And the problem is that when you open your wardrobe, because that's the normal thing you 
do. You get up, you have a wash, you go to your wardrobe, you open your wardrobe, you look at the clothes, what am I going to wear? The problem was nothing in that wardrobe fitted me. All the clothes that did fit me sat Mm -hmm. in a drawer in a dresser beside my wardrobe, but I still went to the wardrobe, opened the wardrobe, had 20 minutes of getting absolutely beside myself, exhaustingly upset because everything I wanted to wear was in there and I couldn't wear it. Right. It's a trauma. It was an absolute trauma. And I also went through a period where I did not trust because this medical emergency had had come over literally overnight. I didn't know I had Mm -hmm. this illness. I didn't know I had a cyst the size of a grapefruit growing on the inside of my ovary. I had no idea. Like I said to you before, I didn't, I wasn't in tune with my own body. So I hadn't noticed any changes. I hadn't noticed little suck things that could have been something to investigate um you know I hadn't noticed these things and because I had noticed them when my body was like you need to notice it the only way it could get me to notice was to have a catastrophic medical emergency where it ruptured and when it ruptured it didn't just rupture on on just rupturing it ruptured on an artery as well which meant I bled out internally so I was bleeding inside I literally had four pints of blood transfusion during theatre and four pints in intensive care afterwards which meant that I had no minerals no calcium no potassium in my system I had to have those replaced so oh my god it, it had it was catastrophic it was a huge medical emergency and it left me very weak so I'm dealing with being very weak physically which is not something I'm used to I'm a really strong person physically I might be very small but I was a very strong person (laughs) to then then being literally overnight being unable to walk from my bed to my bathroom without help um so you can imagine the the anxiety that builds up the um self-loathing that builds up the anger that builds up the shock yeah I mean your life has just turned up topsy-turvy totally totally yeah yeah and um what was your role of your husband or your family in all of this? I'm sure you need that support to, you know, uh, to lean on and to have uh, trust on yourself. So how did it happen? So I was really lucky because that particular trip, um, I was I was out there um, and I happened to be out there with my then boyfriend, now husband. Yeah. And we were out there together and we were having dinner um, when all of a sudden I started to have some abdominal pains. And he knows me. He knows, he knew me very well by that point. We'd been together a good four years at that point. So he knew me really well, which is really, really lucky for me because he knew I hated going to hospitals. I'd had bad experiences with hospitals in the past. It wasn't a place that I would like to go to. It wasn't a place I'd choose to go to. So I would, you know, I would stick it out until the end, um, literally. (laughs) I would put off going to the doctor for as long as possible um, for any reason. And so when when I was poorly that evening and I said at dinner, I said, I really think I need to go back to the hotel room um, and get some sleep. I thought because I had never had regular menstrual cycles, I thought, oh, I haven't had a period in months. This is what it is. I'm just having the cramps. I'm going to have a really bad period. I've got to go on a plane tomorrow. Let's go back, get some painkillers and Mm -hmm. get some sleep. When a couple 
couple of hours after we got back to the hotel and I was still like literally tossing and turning in absolute agony and the only relief I could get was jumping in a in a hot bath um to to soothe and even then I was still in a lot of pain when I then said I think I need a doctor I think I need to call a doctor my my then boyfriend now husband was like okay okay I'm gonna get you a doctor so luckily the hotel we were at they were amazing they had a doctor on call they got the doctor the doctor took one look at me and thought initially that I had some sort of gastroenteritis or something like that and he took bloods there and then um came with the nurse and he was like I'm not really happy um I think her level of pain is really extreme especially as my my now husband was saying to him she has a really strong pain threshold like (laughs) this is this is extreme like she's rolling around she she's the type of person who can deal with pain and put it off and off and off so the doctor was like really um trusting of that fact and so he he was like I think she needs to come to the clinic and very quickly um my partner was taken out of the room after they gave me a shot of morphine and it did not touch the sides it did not affect me at all I was feeling agony and the nurses in my bay were like there's something not right Mm -hmm. we've just given her morphine and it literally lasted 10 seconds and now she's back in screaming agony um so the doctors took him out of the room and said look you know she needs to go to a hospital not just this clinic and the fact that I'd allowed when he had asked me he said he'd said at the hotel room the doctor wants you to go to the clinic and I'd said okay whatever just stop this pain he was like Mm -hmm. okay something must Mm -hmm. be wrong because she's saying that and then when the doctor said that I needed to go to the big hospital to the major hospital and he came in and told me that and I was like I don't care just like I need some pain relief he realized um so he was amazing he sat outside my theater for four or five hours while they were working on me in surgery um not knowing and then when I came out they put me in intensive care and said that I had other complications so I had fluid on the lungs I had no potassium no calcium like I would my my internal organs were struggling because they had none of the nutrients that they actually needed um and I was very weak so he he was amazing he organized with the hotel that when I was actually let out that we could stay there and they reorganized things so I didn't have to move rooms because obviously we weren't expected to stay there for another month and a bit right um he organized for me to have the specialist um nutrition that the hospital was insisting I had at the hot at the hotel he went to the mall he got me new clothes and bear in mind my husband has no idea about clothes <laughs> like he's, he, he loves his clothes but don't ask him to <laughs> shop a woman um that wasn't in his remit um but he did it and then when we came home you know he had to be really really patient because this really strong woman who was really physically strong and emotionally she would just like bat everything out the way before even though I'd had bouts of depression this was the worst he'd ever seen me I mean I was physically and mentally and emotionally really poorly um and though the physically was getting better mentally and emotionally I was not there and it took until the just before the Christmas of that year for Mm -hmm. him to insist that I actually go to a clinic in Harley Street and actually get some advice from a doctor who could review everything that had happened in Dubai review all my all my letters review all my reports 
report and actually explained to me what had happened and actually explained to me that this was very unlikely to happen again, even though I'd been diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome. The fact this type of cyst is really uncommon and it's very unlikely to happen again. Um, I didn't trust any feeling that I had in my body and the doctor sat me down and she goes, medically, you are really, really healthy right now. Medically, this isn't going to happen again. Um, like physically, you need to um, you need to move more. You need to start working out. You need to get stronger. Um, but there's no medical, physical reason why you can't do that. And I was like, yeah, but I I get these pains. And she goes, that's your body healing. That's your body growing new muscle. That's your body healing the scars. There's no reason why you can't get back into physical stuff like you used to sports and activities. There's no reason why you can't travel. There's there is no reason. Correct. Yeah. And she really sat me down and she was like you need to reconnect with your body you need to have trust in your body you need to learn to trust your body you need to learn to tune into your body because if you don't you won't know when there's something not right you won't be open to that inner knowing and that inner voice and when she said that that took me back to the just before I was going into surgery I don't know why I was still conscious when they rolled me into surgery. Now, bear in mind, I had 25 minutes to live, they said, when they opened me up. My hemoglobin, which is normally 15, had gone down to 5.25. And that was before, that was the blood tests that they'd done before surgery. So when they actually opened me up, they said, like they'd scanned me when I got to the big hospital. And if you've ever seen an ultrasound scan, you'll see lots of black and white fuzziness It was all black, far from a centimetre at the bottom. And the big, amazing, bubbly, loud Kuwaiti doctor that was doing this scan for me, she said, you see this? This is black. This is blood. You need surgery now to save your life. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) But there was something in me. There was a voice in me going, just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. And just as I went into theatre as we were waiting outside to go into the anaesthetist and the this doctor said to me look when we go inside if we we can't see what's going on and we haven't got time to do lots of different scans we need to get in there to save your life if we get in there and we need to give you a hysterectomy that is what we'll do to save your life that was one of the last things I was told before going under anaesthetic and I remember this little conversation in my own head with myself with that inner voice of my own saying I promise to look after myself I promise not to abuse this body not to abuse this this temple that I'm living in the, this human body that I have been gifted with I will not do this again and when not to be granted for yeah and when that doctor sat me down and said I needed to tune in and I needed to have trust in my own body it took me back to then and it reminded me do you know what I have heard that voice before that voice kept me awake when I should have in all scientific reasoning should have been out cold I should have been completely unconscious mm-hmm. I could have died well before the point of them opening me up yeah. on that on Anything that could have happened. Yeah. yeah I use that voice again and I use that voice to, to this day wow amazing 
Stop 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 don't worry guys we shall continue this interesting and intriguing conversation in my next part of the episode Thank you so 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 very much guys for tuning till the end of the episode it really means the world to me that you invested few minutes out of your precious 24 hours into my episode i would be even more grateful to you guys if you can go to my episode and please subscribe and leave a review out there you can share the screenshot of your reviews or any kind of key takeaways of the episode please make sure that you tag me over instagram or facebook let's see how this episode can bring value to so many of your friends and others i will give a shout out to you as well All right that's it for now i will look forward to have you in my next episode of musified with ashi let's rock and roll take care and ciao